This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. Good morning, Coastal. How are y'all doing this morning? Awesome, awesome. Hey, well, my name is TJ, and I'm one of the pastors here. I know some of you guys are freaking out because we got like a whiteboard on stage, and you're like, I don't want to go back to school. Listen, I promise it'll be all right. But uh, hey, we've been in this series called Change Before You Have To, and, and a lot of us, you know, honestly, we don't really enjoy change. We don't really like change. Anybody out there really, they just like love to change. There's like two of you guys, and y'all are lying. I promise, because if we go and change a whole bunch of stuff in your life right now, like we go home and we rearrange your entire house, you're not probably going to like that. You're going to be like, where is this stuff? Where did, where did my cheese go? If you've ever read that book, Who Moved My Cheese? Somebody moved your cheese. Somebody moved your stuff. A lot of us say that we really like change, but when change happens in our lives, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That isn't what I was expecting. That isn't what I was looking for. And a lot of us, we have the opportunity to, to change, but we don't because we found ourselves in a certain rut in life that just seems to be okay. And a lot of us, the only time we do change is when we have to, is because we have to, is because something has happened to us, some sort of uh, extreme circumstance has happened in our lives that has forced us to make and change from our current realities. And, and I really believe that, that God doesn't want us just to go through life and just get stuck in a rut and lead a life of mediocrity, of normalcy, of just being average in life. But God has got something that is absolutely incredible for each and every one of us. And over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about some of those different things. The first week we dove in and we talked about this whole idea in John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I've come to give you life And not just a normal life and not just an average life, but he said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. That says, man, God wants to take you from this place of of vulnerability to stability to this this life of vitality where everything is, is more than enough in your life, where you have more vision, where you have more purpose, where you have more understanding, where you have more resources where you've got everything in life covered and God really desires for our getting to this place of abundance in life, abundance in our relationships, abundance in our, in our circumstances, that, get, that God's gonna be in the midst of all of that. And last week we talked about if we're gonna start to make these changes to live this abundant life that God called us to, then we gotta start changing the first place is our mind. Because a lot of us, our problem isn't uh, necessarily with thinking new th- thoughts in life, it's getting rid of our old thoughts in life. A lot of us have been so programmed by our past and our mistakes and what other people have thought about us that it dictates everything that we do today because that's our old way of thinking. And Jesus came and said, hey man, I want to renew your minds. I want to change your stinking thinking. I want to give you some new outlooks and some new ideas. And I want you to get rid of the past and walk into this idea that I have for you that, listen, you look at your life and you see a whole bunch of impossibilities. But when I look at your life, I see a whole bunch of possibilities. And instead of living in what you can't do, start living in what I said you can do. And we've been talking about this. And so today I really wanted to dive in and I really wanted to talk about, you know, how do we live with purpose in life? Because I believe that so many of us today, we're just walking around and we're just we're just kind of living aimlessly. We're kind of living and settling for wherever our current reality is. And we're not living this life of passion that God intended for us. We're not living this life of purpose that God intended for us. We're not living to the fullness of everything that God truly desires for each and every one of us. And, and I've really discovered that, that and realized that in life, a lot of people end up somewhere in life. 
But few, very few of us end up somewhere on purpose. Every single one of us is going to end up somewhere. But very few of us end up at that place in life on purpose. It's a lot like going and, and shooting an arrow. I don't know if you guys have ever hunted or, or shot guns or whatever, but when you're going out to shoot, there's always a target practice. And what do they have at the target practice? A bullseye, right? That's what you're aiming for in life is you're trying to hit the bullseye of life. A lot of us, what we do is instead of aiming at a bullseye, like that's where I want to be in life, we shoot an arrow that goes out. And you, you guys all have to excuse my drawing skills because they're not very good. So this is my arrow. Now you know why I wasn't an artist in life. And so we shoot our arrow, and wherever it lands, this is what we do. We go and we go, oh, that's my bullseye in life. That's what I meant. That's where I meant to end up. That's where I meant to get to. Oh, yeah, the job that I got currently, I, I work at as a, as a, as a you know, uh, uh, order taker at McDonald's. That's where I wanted to end up in my life. So I, red button or, or yellow button, if, if that's what you do, I'm sorry. Um, I apologize for that in the moment. I hope that that's not all that you aspire to because I believe that God has a lot more for you. But a lot of us, we end up at a certain place. We end up in a, a relationship. We end up with our finances this way. We end up somewhere just because that's where we shot and then we planted our life around it. And we've ended up just living a normal, boring life. And we wonder why we aren't experiencing God's best for our lives. It's because in Proverbs it tells us where there is no vision, where we don't have an idea of where we're going in life, when we go and we paint the bullseye around where we already are, you know what happens? We, we die inside. It says we perish. And a lot of us, we're wondering why this life that we're living currently is so unfulfilling. Why it's so just blah. And here's the thing, God never intended it for us to have a normal, blah life. God wanted us to live a life full of passion, full of purpose, full of meaning. But a lot of us, we've settled for this because we've decided, you know, it's easier to stay in the rut. It's easier to stay in our current circumstances than make a few decisions that will totally and completely change our life. And I believe that today, man, God wants to absolutely change your life. I believe that, that today is probably one of the most simple messages uh, I've, I've ever talked about, but I actually think it's one of the most profound because a lot of us, when we were a kid, we dreamed of doing something great, didn't we? We all had dreams. In fact, on the count of three, I, just, I want you to think back when you were a kid. What did you want to be when you were a kid? On the count of three, I just want y'all to yell out, one, two, three. I heard a comedian and then snorting. I don't know what else there was. <laughs> For me, I wanted to be an investment banker. I mean, I can remember as a kid saying, you know what, I want to buy businesses. I want to rule business. I want to control all the money in the world. That's what my goal was as a little kid. I, my, my uncle did it and my, my soon-to-be brother-in-law did it because my, my siblings were way older than I was and I saw how well they did and I was like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. But how many of us are actually that? How many of us have actually accomplished those dreams and goals in life? Very few of us. Most of us have settled for our current reality, our circumstances. Maybe we had something go wrong. Maybe we, maybe we didn't do so well in school, and so we thought, man, I could never accomplish that. And we've allowed our lives just to kind of waste away. And it's such a sad thing because I don't think that that's what God really wants for us. 
In fact, I, 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 if you were to ask me what's my definition of a great life, it would come straight from a scripture. And it says in, in Acts, uh, I believe it's chapter 13, it says, David served God's purpose in his generation. David served God's purpose in his generation. The, the greatest epitaph that you could have on your tombstone, you know, when you die, is that you served God's purpose for your generation. That means you fulfilled the purpose and the plan and the call of God on your life. And a lot of us, we're not doing that. We're missing out on what God has for our lives. And I know some of you are saying, well, that's, that's great, TJ. You go, just go find a purpose, have a purpose. I, you know, I, I, I don't even understand what the purpose of life is, man. I, don't, I, haven't figured out, I haven't even figured out what I'm supposed to be doing. In fact, a lot of us have settled for somebody else's purpose for our life. You know, a lot of y'all are living out your mom or your dad's dream because that's what they kept pushing on you. And you're wondering why life seems so miserable right now. And when we miss out on the purpose of life, man, life just becomes one of the most difficult things in all the world. And there's a guy in the Old Testament, his name was Solomon. They said he was the wisest man who ever lived, the richest guy who ever lived. He had acquired more than anybody else in this lifetime and, and had uh, just had more kingdoms and more influence and more prosperity than any person had ever known. This is what he said about his life in Ecclesiastes 2.17. He said, so I hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless in a chasing after the wind. Here's a guy who had it all and he looked at his life and said, man, I missed out on what I was supposed to hap- what was supposed to happen. And, and, and if you were to look at his life, and this is in chapter two, if you were to look in chapter one, there's five things that he talks about that have caused him to get to this place where he's like, man, I've ended up with a meaningless life. And I just wanna look at those today because I want you to self-examine and say, you know what, have I found myself in this place? Do, I, do some of these things that he describes, do they describe my life? And if they do, what am I gonna do about it today? What change am I gonna make today Not 20 years from now. I don't want you to get on your deathbed and look back and have all this regret. What change is God asking you to make today that's gonna change your world? And so if you don't understand your purpose in life, here's what happens to you. Your life seems pretty useless. Your life seems useless. He said in chapter one, verse two, he said, life is useless, all useless. You spend your life working. Some of us feel that way. Man, we've spent our life working and it just feels like we're just, man, this is useless. Why am I doing this? He said, but what do you have to show for it? The world just stays the same. Because listen, if you have no purpose, your idea is just, you just wanna quit in life. It's why 15 to 20 million people in America today suffer with depression. Because you wanna know why? They're living a purposeless life. And when you don't have purpose in life, your life feels useless. And you know what about 15% of those people do? They take their life. Because where there is no vision, people perish. And when you're missing purpose in your life, you know what's happening on the inside is you're dying, you're perishing. He also says that a lot of times when we don't understand our purpose in life, life seems tiresome. It's kind of like getting on the treadmill at the gym. I don't know if you guys have ever done that. I've done it a lot. You get on the treadmill and what do you do? You start running on that treadmill and what do you have to show for it? You have a little red light that keeps going around in circles, right? And as you go longer, it fills up more and more and it just starts back over again. And you look at it and you realize I've gone nowhere. 
Like I'm still running in the same spot in life. And a lot of us, that's what our life has looked like. We've gotten on a treadmill. We've gotten, we've worked, a, we've worked a nine to five. You know, that's been what we've done with our waking hours of life, thinking, man, this is gonna bring me so much satisfaction. This is gonna bring me so much security. This is gonna bring so much to my life. And at the end of the day, the reality is, is man, you're just tired. You're spinning your wheels, but you're making no progress whatsoever. And you're like, why, why haven't I moved forward in life? Why haven't, I, why haven't I achieved all that I wanted to achieve? And instead, what you've achieved is you just achieved the rat race where you're worn out and ready to pass out. He says in verses four through eight, the sun rises and goes down. The wind blows round and round and back again. And every river flows into the sea And then the water returns to where the river began and starts all over again. Everything leads to weariness. Some of us, man, our lives are at this point. We're just weary. It just seems like we're just starting over every day and we're making no progress. And when we don't have purpose in life, you know what? It doesn't seem like we're ever progressing. In fact, it seems like we're taking steps back. When we're missing purpose in our life, man, our lives seem very unfulfilling. Our lives seem very unfulfilling. It seems like we come up empty every day. It doesn't, doesn't matter how much we try to fill our lives back up with stuff. It doesn't matter how much more stuff that we do or how much more stuff that we acquire or how many more relationships that we have or how much more money we have in the bank. At the end of the day, it always makes us feel like there's never enough, like we're never full. That's why he said in verse eight, he said, no matter how much we see, We're never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we're not content. History merely repeats itself. And some of us are walking through life and we're wondering why. Where's that fulfillment that I thought? I thought that this job would bring me that fulfillment. I thought that this relationship, it would satisfy my deepest desires. But no job, no relationship, no amount of money can fulfill the void of purpose in your life that God has for you. We can try to fill it with those things. And I mean, I, I, I've tried it in the past. I'm sure a lot of you are trying that right now. And at the end of the day, it makes you come up unfulfilled and empty. A life without purpose seems so insignificant. Seems so insignificant. Even when you succeed, when you, when you get the sale, when you get the date, when you put the ring on the finger, you feel like, man, it's, everything's about to change. When you close that deal and you look back and you realize that that didn't really make the difference that I thought it would. Ecclesiastes said, no one remembers what has happened in the past and no one in the days to come will remember what happens between now and then. But most of all, when when you're living a life of purposelessness, life seems completely and utterly uncontrollable. Because our natural reaction when when we're not in control is to what? To try to take control. And I know that this isn't like the most feel-good message in the world right now. A lot of you are like, man, I'm depressed right now. I'm ready to be one of those statistics. But I want us to understand that that man, just going and being average or settling for mediocrity is such a waste. Because God 
has so much more for you and God has so much more for me than what we're currently getting out of this life. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to leave anything on the table in my life. And I hope that you don't want to leave anything on. I, don't, I hope you don't want to leave an amazing purpose, an amazing plan that God has for you on the table because you were, you were like, I'm okay with being average. I'm okay with getting just enough to survive. I'm okay with, with settling for that guy or for that girl that, that they can be all right, but God has something better for me. Just because you haven't figured out what God had for you. Because I believe that God has a purpose and God has a plan and God wants to have you have a life of meaning and you are created for something more than just existing. You are created to do something great. And he said, for you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. You know what that means? Is that God has got a purpose and he's got a plan for you and he's got something for you to do. You're not supposed to be just living life and just coasting through, but God has got a purpose for your life. And, it, and it's not just something that he's coming up with on the fly. I know a lot of you guys are like, oh man, I wonder what God has for me. It's not like he's guessing like, oh, what should I do with Susie today? He's not saying that. He's saying, man, I've got something for Susie today. Man, I've got something for Brett today. I've got something for Thea today. I've got something for Bob today. Man, I've got something for y'all. In fact, he said, man, I knew you before your mother was, before you were in your mother's womb, man, I had a purpose and I had a plan for your life. Like, I'm not just guessing at this. I'm not like, oh, I'll, I'll throw it up in the air today and maybe they'll get it. He's like, man, I got something for you. Oh, but that might take a little bit of work. Of course it might. You mean I can't stay in my lazy boy all day and eat Doritos? No. You're going to have to go to the fridge, baby. You know. We're going to have to do something. We were created to do something. And I know some of you guys are like, well, I don't know what God wants me to do. You know what? I, I don't know what God wants me to do all the time either. But this is what I do know, that we can uncover this dream and this purpose and this vision and this plan for our life if we'll look at our current life. You know, and, and the thing that, that I'm passionate about at church is, is, man, I can come up here and be like, man, change your thinking and just, all right, how do we do that? You know, that's, that's a lot of times what, what we get is we get really impractical Christianity. Like, oh, love Jesus. Okay, how do I do that? Hey, live on purpose. Everybody, go live on purpose. Why are you all just staring at me? You mean that isn't practical? No, man, you know what the thing is? is I love to give us practical Christianity. I love to give us something that we can actually take and look at and know how do we move towards that? Because I know that God has got something awesome for you. And I got, and that God has already put it right around you. It's just that a lot of us, we're not looking for it. We're looking to a lot of other people's purpose and we're looking to a lot of other people's vision. But this is the thing that I know about God is that his vision for you is unique and it's tailor-made for you. Listen, I'm not very good at Fred's vision. I'm not even very good at TJ's vision, but I'm going to try to do TJ's. But this is what I know. I, I just want to ask you guys three questions here today. That if you'll start to be honest with yourself and you'll start to answer these questions, it'll really help you define how God created you and what he created you for. And the first one is this, is, is what are your core values? What are your core values in life? 
in essence, what do you stand for? What do you stand for in life? Because this is what I found is, is if, if, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. And a lot of us, we're falling for a lot of other things because we have no stand. That's why 2 Corinthians 13, 8 says, our responsibility is to never oppose the truth, but to stand for truth at all times. And all of us have some truth in our life that is a value that we hold fast to. You know, for, for us as a church, one of the things, the values, the values as a church that we have is that, man, this book right here is our manual for living. It's called the Bible, in case you don't know what it is. This book, when we have a problem in life or we have a dilemma in life or we have a situation in life, a value that we have is that we don't go see what Oprah has to say about it. We don't go see what Dr. Phil has to say about it. We don't see what your broke sister has to say about your finances. We go to God's word and we say, God, what do you have to say about my situation? You wanna know why? Because we value God's word. We believe that the, it's a manual for living. It's, it's got the answer to every situation we face in this life. And so therefore, we base everything we do at this church around scripture, around what God has already said. Because it's a value. And you know what another thing that we do here at this church is that, man, we value people that are far from God. And so what we do every single week is we try to create a service and an environment where you can come in and you can understand everything that's happening. There's not gonna be any weirdness or craziness that we can't get up here and explain because we wanna make this a place that's safe for you to come in and see and understand and discover who God is in a non-spooky, crazy kind of way. Because we believe that, man, our God is living and active and he wants to do something supernatural in your life. But it's not gonna happen by us doing some weird dance or something up here that's all, oh man, all of a sudden I've discovered God. No, we're gonna keep it normal for you. We're gonna sing some songs. I'm gonna get up here and banter for about 20 or 30 minutes and uh, then we're gonna let God do his thing in your life. But it's gonna be really practical and really normal. Because we believe that, man, Every single one of us, we have some values. And my question to you is, what are those values for your life? What are your passions that are in your life? What are those certain truths that stir you more than other things? It may be justice for you. Maybe you see injustice and man, it just fires you up and you're like, man, that ain't right. Maybe it's integrity. Man, that, you better say who you are, who you are all the time. Whatever you say, you better do. You better live it out, you better have integrity. I don't know what it is for you, but we all have some of those values. Second question I would ask you is, is what are your special gifts? What are those things in life that you do when other people look at it and say, man, how in the world do you do that? Because you wanna know why? Because it's hard for them, but it just comes easy for you. The Bible talks about in Romans, we all have different gifts according to the grace that God has given us. All of us have different gifts. You know, we have, we have a trustee, his name is Steve, and, and this dude loves numbers. He loves to look at numbers. He loves to analyze numbers. He likes to do budgets. He likes to do all that stuff. You know what I like? I don't like numbers. I don't like budgets. I don't understand budgets. You know what I like? I like giving high fives. I can give high five. Those are my special gifts. I can high five you all day long and give you some, some, some rock and some pound. And man, I've got your back. That's a gift for me. For some of y'all, you wouldn't be caught dead up on the stage. For me, I can get up here and blabber for hours if they would let me. Because we're all gifted differently. What are those unique things that God has put inside of you that are gifts? 
I know this, that every single one of us has a special gift. That's one of the reasons why we have this Grow Discipleship Track is because we want to help you discover the gifts and talents that God's given you. And we realize that a lot of us, we don't have any idea how to even get there. We're like, I don't even know what gifts are, you know. And, and so, man, we want to help you discover that. And so we've put together a track of start here. And if you do these things over the course of this time, man, we will help you discover the gifts, the talents, the values that are within your life. Because we want to see you grow in your relationship with God. We want to see you discover your purpose in God. The most powerful thing that we could do is get you fired up and discover what your purpose is and then just set you on fire and let you run around and let people watch. People will do that. Third question I would ask you is, what are your unique experiences? What are your unique experiences in life. Romans 8.28 says this, and we know that God, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. You know what that means is that God works in all things. That's your good things. That's your bad things. That's your ups. That's your downs. That's your highs. That's your lows. You know that, that time that you got dumped God was working on that. You don't want to know why? Because somebody else is going to get dumped and you're going to be able to talk to them. God wants to use every single one of your unique experiences, not just so that you can suffer. I know that some of you are like, God, why are you making me suffer? God's not making you suffer for no purpose at all. God's not allowing those things to happen for no reason at all because he wants to use those things for his good. My wife says all the time, I'm not going to allow the horrible things of my past not to help somebody else in life. I'm going to make sure that every horrible circumstance that has happened in my life is going to be a testimony for somebody else of how they can overcome and how they can make it. And so no matter what your circumstances is right now, maybe, maybe you're, you're up to your eyeballs in debt and you've lost everything and you're starting over again. You know what? God's going to use that for good. Because that's a unique experience to you. You know who you can help? Other people that have gone right through that same situation. God wants to use those things. God wants to do something incredible with those things. That's why in Colossians 3.23, it says, Wherever, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Now, what I want to do is I want to just take these three areas. And I want to explain how they can help you discover your purpose in God. And so I'm going I'm to turn this thing around because I found out in first service I can't flip it. So, uh. I was trying to flip it for like five minutes. They're like, that dude is stupid. Listen, that's not my gift, okay? Intelligence wasn't bequeathed to me. I don't even know if that's a word, but I make stuff up, okay? So, uh, so talking about these, these areas, is bequeathed the word? Is that the right context? Does anybody know? Is anybody like an a English major? Awesome. So, so I'm going to draw three circles here. The first one right here is these are our values, you know, those, those core values that we have. What are those things in our life, those core values that we have? And, and all of us have some core values in our life. And, and I'll just use mine as an illustration. You know, some of the things that I'm passionate about is I'm passionate about marriage. It's a value that I have. You want to know why? Because I grew up in a broken home. And so everything that I wanted to have in life is, man, I wanted to have a good marriage. And so I was building my life all around a marriage. I was reading books before I ever even had a girlfriend about how to have a healthy relationship. You want to know why? Because I wanted to value marriage. One of the other things I value, man, I value uh, evangelism. Man, I love people. I want to go out and I want to be with people. That's why I'm good at the high fives and the rocks and all those things because I want to be able to relate to other people. And so I highly value 
evangelism. It's a value that I have. It's one of the reasons why our church is passionate about going into communities and helping people out. You want to know why? Because that's my value. And I push that value on everybody else, whether it's your value or not. You're going to value my value because that's my value. I value integrity. I want to be who, whatever I say, that's who I want to be. I don't want you to ever be able to look at my life and be like, that guy's full of crap. No, I want to, when I say my word is my word, man, it, it better be my bond because I value integrity. You want to know why? Because I grew up in a b- broken home where it was filled with a bunch of lies. I value those things. I value leadership. I think it's important that we're always developing ourselves, that we're always growing, that we're always seeing God do incredible things inside of us and that we're continuously, readers are leaders. That's what I tell our staff all the time. So you're all gonna read lots of books. And, uh, and so we're constantly reading. We're constantly trying to grow in our relationship with God and in our, in our ability to lead other people. Second area is, is those gifts. You know, it's our gifts. We all have some gifts. You know, I thought for a long time my, my gift was going to be what Jeremy does. I was going to sing and worship. And then somebody let me know what I sounded like, and I found out that wasn't my gift. I'm horrible. I mean, like, really, really bad. I sang this morning on the mic, and, and everybody turned around like, what just happened? Because it's not my gift. And a lot of us, we see other people's gifts and we want those gifts, but you know what? God has given us gifts. You know, and I've discovered some of my gifts. My gifts are teaching. That's why I get up here and talk every week because I want to help teach you practically how you can apply God's word and his truth to your life so that you can discover your purpose. gift of leadership you know the majority of you are here today because we stepped out and decided we're going to go lead people there's a gift that God gave us you know the gift of exhortation man I can tell you how great you are up and down because I see the best in everybody Most of the time it's a gift. Sometimes it's a hindrance because I always see the good in people. Sometimes it bites you in the butt. You know what? But I believe that's a gift. And the third area is unique experiences. We've all got some experiences in life. That are unique to us. For me... I can remember being 21 years old and, and quitting my job at a, at a church and, and walking away and saying, man, I don't, I don't know what God has for me. And I, coming into contact with a guy named Pastor Randy Bizet, when a whole bunch of other people had written me off because I would blanked out on this job, he said, you know what? I believe that God has a purpose, that God has a plan for your life, and God has something great inside of you. And I want to help you discover that. Man, that was an experience that changed my life. Changed my life forever. I can remember the reason I quit that job at the church is because I walked in one day and I realized that this was weird and this was spooky and this was crazy and it had no order. And, and I looked around and I said, man, I, 
Is this really what the Bible talked about? You know, this desire to, to see church done differently. Changed my life. Then I met this freckled-faced girl when I was like 11 years old. Unique experience. She was on the basketball court crossing dudes over, going in for layups, balling. Wearing her Michigan Wolverines t-shirt because it was all about the Fab Five, and I was like, man, that girl's fabulous. Unique experience that rocked my world. Chase that chick for eight more years before she'd give me the time of day. Unique experiences. But you know what happens is when you start to understand your core values, you start to discover the gifts that God's given you, you look at your unique experiences, all of a sudden you find this sweet spot right here. This sweet spot right here where all of a sudden all of these things collide and you're fulfilling the purpose and plan that God has for your life using your gifts and your values and your experiences is exactly why I'm here today. Because I wanted to see church done a different way and I was gonna do whatever it took because somebody got in my life and inspired me to be the leader and to be the man that God called me to be. It's why you're here today. And so I've got a vision to, to jack up the church as we see it right now. It's gonna look a whole lot different 10 years from now because we're not gonna allow it to stay the same. We're gonna see God build his church and it's gonna look way different than what we could ever see or imagine. Man, I have this, this vision to see the next generation raised up and take over and run this church and make it this beautiful bride for Christ. It's one of the reasons why we staff heavier in kids and youth than any other area in our church. You want to know why? Because I want the next generation to be all that in a bag of chips with the guacamole dip. And I'm going to make sure we do everything in our power that your kids aren't the future, but they're today. Because you know what? 20 years from now, man, I want to hand this off to the next generation and say, man, take it and do better things. And you want to know why we're going to have the confidence to do that? Because we've invested in them. Man, I'm passionate about planting churches all over America. I'm passionate about seeing 2,000 churches planted by 2020. Is why I spent the last week in Birmingham, Alabama, like the armpit of America, training church, church planters. Because I believe, man, the church has got to raise up. We're going to do whatever it takes. Man, I'm passionate about seeing the world reach every man, woman, and child. The great commission fulfilled in my lifetime. Many of you out there today, You're not living in the sweet spot. You've settled for a rut. And you can get to the end of your life and you could look back and you could say, man, I, I wish I would have, I wish I could have, I wish I should have. Could have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas about your life. Or you can choose to change. 
and run after God's purpose and plan for your life right now. You know how you start to change? You make a choice. My question to you is, is what world is God asking you to change right now? What part of your life is God stirring up inside of you and saying, man, you need to change this right now? I want us to miss the mark. I don't want us to miss the point. I want us to be like David. Served our purpose for that generation. Let's pray. This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit Coastal Community dot TV.